1: Producer Gavin, how's it going, sir? It's going very good. If you want to catch on to Gavin's rantings, you can go to at GavinMiller7.
0: 42. At 42. Ga- Gavin At GavinMiller42. On Twitter.
1: Catch his, uh, his late night tweets when he's got insomnia. <laughs> and uh, <see laughs> My what,
0: ramblings. See what kind of going on there. Yeah.
1: Hey, today's topic is going to be uh, 15 shows you should have before you consider yourself Ugh. unstoppable.
0: Yeah, I'm stoppable now. You haven't even done 15 shows. I know. <laughs>
1: You haven't even done 15 I know, shows.
0: I know, I know. You've
1: done 30 podcasts and less than 15 <laughs> comedy shows. I know, it's so good. So you're, you need to get on this. I know. Uh, but it's going to be a fun list, but it's 15 shows that kind of help you build some character. Yeah. Uh, you have some situations arise you got to deal with on the fly, and we'll talk about those 15 shows. I've had yeah. all of them and, and many more, but I know some of our more established comics will know exactly what i'm talking about yeah and some of you guys and gals that are newer you've got some cool stuff to look forward to <laughs> so that'll be here in just a second uh we've got a, a fairly new comic down in queensland australia wow and uh, he's been nice enough to email me a couple times and he's left us an itunes review as well yes and it goes a little something like this this is from tony i'm sorry this is from damien Damien. Down there in Queensland. He says, I've only done about 10 performances at open mics, but Rick and his guests have given me a peek behind the curtain on how to prepare, how to build a set, and how to stay focused. Truly, these free tips should not be free, (laughs) but they are. And I'm glad he is getting this out there. Thank you, Rick and Gavin. Looking forward to more.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Hey,
1: thank you there, Damien. And Damien went on to tell me in the email that he wanted to get involved with an open mic scene down there in Rockhampton where he lives. And... They didn't have one, so he oh. he got one started. Now they got four little comics going, oh, sweet. and they're building a little momentum there, and he's going that's at it. it like crazy. Do it. So Go for it, Damien. That's awesome, Damien. Thanks for sending that in, and uh, keep me abreast of the situation down there. Let me know how it's going and if we can be of any help at all. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that's the great. iTunes review. If you guys could leave us one on Stitcher, on iTunes especially those international ones I like yeah. to get one from all the different countries that download <laughs> us and we're in a lot of countries
0: it's crazy how many got yeah <laughs>
1: but I'd like to see uh, some more from different ones maybe we'll do some kind of special prize it's such a different
0: flavor too I mean it really is it's, it's so pretty cool, cool. yeah you know
1: comedy transcends all yeah <laughs> it's universal as we know well today's topic is part reflection on stuff that I've done that have helped me become a better comic and a little bit of insight as to what you have in store for you, Gavin, if you do this long enough. And I know a lot of our listeners have been in these situations before. Yeah. And it's, you know, 15 different shows, situations I've been in that you're going to be in that kind of help you shape your comedy and let you know, okay, I've been through that, and now if it happens again, I know how to handle that. Right, okay. That you can always learn from these different situations. Okay. And until you kind of test yourself in unproven waters, you don't know if you can swim there or not
0: that's very true you know what i mean yes
1: so all of these when it was going down i was very apprehensive <laughs> i was like this is going to kill my career i've been asked to do this in this situation you know yeah but all it ever did was help me get a little bit better and more confident okay and and better at troubleshooting so a lot of these things don't happen okay you know part of my whole again pre-show yeah. <laughs> questionnaire will help weed out almost yes. all of these but things do happen. So the first one, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, Gavin puts his name on a marquee, markets it hard and heavy for two weeks, and two people show up.
0: Oh, whose fault is that? That's is that? That's yours, Gavin. That's my fault.
1: No, it's the two people's fault who walked in. Yeah. If they would have left, you could have canceled. Could
0: have canceled, yeah. Well, I was two, in a situation... Two people show up.
1: Two people. I was in a situation in a blizzard condition in Louisville, Kentucky over a decade ago. Right. I, I can't even remember who I was working with. But the, the snow is coming in hard. We you know The condo was across the street, so we can make it to the club no problem. Sure. Most of the staff that worked there were in the neighborhood, okay. so they made it in. But, man, we weren't sure if anybody was going to show up. And so the club owner, <laughs> and everybody knows who the club owner is that, that's done comedy for 10 years or more, <laughs> says, uh, if anyone walks in, we're going to give them a show. <laughs> uh, no need to go long. We'll do greatest hits, 15, uh, 10, 10. I think it's at ten, twenty, and 30. We'll okay. wrap up after an hour, but we'll give him a show. And I was like, really? I said, I don't think it's going to be that good. And he's like, well, think about it. Those two people could have an impact on your career, and if we turn them away, they would uh, never see you. So that's that was him trying to hook us in. Like, these could be guys or gals that can make or break your career. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we do the show. It was, it, of all the two people, they were the best two people I could sure. have asked for. I mean, they laughed as much as they could. I mean, they, the whole burden of the show was on them. Man. Which I've never been in that situation. I've been a, at a few open mics where it felt that way, maybe. Gosh. But, man, you have to be a trooper to support comedy in that way. So we do the show. They're like, thanks for doing the show. There's a guy and a gal. The owner was like, hey, thanks for doing the show, guys. Right. I know it wasn't your favorite. But, you know, right. you, you got to do those things. And so the next morning, there is a review in the newspaper the guy was a comedy writer for oh wow the paper up there, a contributing writer. And the whole review was, why would they ever do a show for two people? <laughs> there is no way that that will work. We had to laugh the whole time just to kind of keep it going for oh the guys. Oh, my gosh. And it was a total negative thing. If oh, we had, my gosh. If we had canceled, he would have come on the Thursday show and written a, a review of a basic... What the you know. So, so the lesson there... Is find out who the two people are.
0: Do you, <laughs> do write you have for any a paper? connections? Do you have any? Do you write for a newspaper? What do you do? Because if you do, I mean, we're just
1: gonna cancel this thing right now. Yeah. There's there's times where I do think you should cut bait and go. Okay. And uh, that,
0: do you do you have to look them in the whites of the ar- their eyes before you do that?
1: Well, I think what I would have done. Yeah. Now this is just me talking to a guy that doesn't own a club or any of that stuff. Right. I would have looked at the books. Say we had 75 reservations. Yeah. And then uh, 20 minutes before the show, we only have two people there. Yeah. The show starts, we only have two people. I walked up to the p- two people and said, Hey, each comic's going to tell you their favorite joke. We're going to give you your money back. If you, have a, if you feel comfortable having a drink or two, we'll copy you on that. Right. And we'll pay for you to come and see the show on Friday. Yeah. Bring some friends.
0: It's because a PR opportunity. It's PR, but I would think the club owner would understand that just keeping the heat on the whole show is gonna cost him more than comping two tickets two drinks and getting the person out of there having your staff there is gonna be more expensive than all that but people don't think sometimes not like me i well (laughs) i start seeing all the additions but i think it's just pure stubbornness like we're open we're We're gonna do a show we're doing they're gonna laugh yeah
1: and I'm already paying the comic, so they might as well do yeah. a show.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That was
1: a good thing about most club weeks. I don't think I was ever told after the week got started, "Hey, uh, we're gonna have to cancel tomorrow night, and your pay is being docked." Right. I don't think I ever, in all my years, had a situation where that happened. You know, okay. sometimes shows were canceled, and we still got paid. Okay. Now, granted, sometimes we weren't getting paid what we thought we should. So it was no right. big deal. Right. Somebody, but and nobody, nobody ever came in with that situation.
0: Gosh. So, two people two people so what do you do like if you uh, that panics me a little you you have to make a decision okay I mean I think like as the comic as the comic I, mean, I would
1: walk on stage I would not use the mic okay I would sit down
0: <coughs> with them with them okay. I, I'd ask
1: them their names yeah And I'd have an entertaining 45 minutes, hour, whatever I was contracted to do. Yeah. And I would tell them up front, if at any time you feel you've got your money's worth of the (laughs) comedy show or that it's never (laughs) going to be your money's worth, you just let me know and we'll call it even, but this is what tonight is. Yeah. And just address it. Yeah. Because if you get up there and you start trying to do your jokes, which depends on the rhythm of the crowd, the response of a full crowd... It's going to come off looking like you're an idiot or psychotic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 What are you going to do? Look into the sides of the audience when there's nobody there? Right. I mean,
1: I mean how many college students we got? I guess we don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, You're going to feel like the biggest cheese ball <laughs> right. in the world out there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's a time where you, it is an intimate crowd. Yeah. Uh, which is a showbiz term for poor turnout. Sure. Lucky you. And, and then you <laughs> hang out with them. You know, you do the best you can. But right. But it's just crazy to try to do a, a regular show for two yeah. people. That's not recommended. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the first show, and, and you'll probably have one of those. Hopefully it's early on, so you can kind of feel what it's like. And you yeah, may hopefully have all
0: the bad experiences are early on. You can just get them out of the way and figure it out quick. Ideally. <laughs> you know,
1: that way you're still, everything's new and, hey, this is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, here's a show that you'll probably have at some point where you are running late or the show got started early. And okay. as you're walking into the room, you hear your name announced. Oh, that happened to me I can think of two occasions
0: so you think you're coming in gonna have time to get a bottle of water or chill out uh, for, yeah or let it get your mind from, right yeah
1: now the first time it happened to me uh and and the, and the lesson here is is be ready to go as soon as you walk in the door because you never know right but the two times it happened to me the first one I was driving from Chicago to Davenport Iowa okay and as I get in my car and it's pouring down rain yeah my wipers just don't work the motor had burnt out oh, yeah. all right now i had given myself like eight hours to get there and i can't remember what it was like a three hour drive yeah. max or something like that so i had built in some time but there was no way i could get anywhere Sure. like i couldn't even get out of downtown chicago I yeah, yeah killed so i go to the closest garage and the mechanics like what can i help you with i'm like man my wipers aren't working so he goes it's the motor he goes there's a junkyard around the corner we can go oh, find man. one he goes you got a couple hours i'm like i got just a couple yeah So he goes around the corner, gets one, uh, takes about three and a half hours. I've still got 90 minutes to play with if I can get on the road.
0: Yeah, and hammer it. And hammer it, right,
1: (laughs) and before cell phones. So I called the club and said, I'm going to be running a little late, but I think I can get there. Yeah. And so the guy puts it in. The rain breaks. Right. So at this point, I don't even need it. (laughs) Hop on the interstate. I'm about halfway across Illinois. Yeah. Headed towards the Iowa border there. And the... Man, it, it is pouring down. Yeah. It just comes down. I turn on my wipers. He had installed the... I don't even know if, how this happens. <laughs> he had installed the motor backwards. Oh. Or he had gotten one off of a different thing. He didn't right. even turn it on. He just installed it. Oh, no. So I get in, and it goes instead of... you know across the windshield and back to the left (laughs) it goes left and breaks the (laughs) windshield wiper off of my suzu pickup truck
0: i wish i could have seen your face right you just like snap i I cannot believe this so
1: so there i am yeah i've got to keep going yeah and so i slow down i slow down to a speed where the rain is hitting me but i can still see ahead stick
0: your head off the window blinkers are
1: on (laughs) Hand is out the window, oh, and I've got no. – I had, like, this old ski hat or something, and I was, like, wiping the window when I had to, fogging up on the inside. I mean, Gosh. I was doing this for over an hour. I feel
0: like this is, like, planes, trains, and automobiles type. <laughs> <laughs> it's it horrible.
1: And it was my first time working this club, so, like, here I am thinking I'm going to let them down.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: going to show up late or not show up. I might get in an accident. I I, I had enough maybe enough time to pull over and call him again but I thought if I did that I would maybe not be able to get back on the right. at least yeah. I knew I was on the interstate yes. I didn't know how to off ramp on ramp situation as a work with the windshield wipers out. Yeah. so I walk in and uh, the bouncer literally it's like 7 o'clock or 7.30 whatever time the yeah. show starts and he goes Are you Rick? I'm like yeah he goes cool and so I, I take my jacket off and I hear Please welcome Rick Roberts. Oh. And I mean, I still have like my ball cap on. Like I haven't even got a chance to go in the restroom and dry off the left side of my body, which is soaking wet. <laughs> From having the wing open. Yeah. I mean, I was soggy. Oh my gosh. And I was, what are you going to do? Walked up there and <laughs> just yeah. grabbed the mic and go, so funny thing happened on the way to the show and kind of told them what happened. Did it work in your favor? A little bit. Like they were yeah. still looking at me like, is this a gag? Is this well, like Because like it's
0: too it's too crazy. It's, it's too like su- what idiot would actually try Right? To, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: To, to drive like that and then the, they're
0: like because people assume that you're there for days preparing right for the game like you know no <laughs> and, and yeah yeah
1: they, who knows what they were thinking yeah but i'm sitting here wondering if i'm gonna get shocked or something i'm, drip, I'm literally <laughs> dripping puddles on the floor Yeah.
0: hopefully they have this thing grounded oh man so oh, so that
1: was the first time the second time uh, was a miscommunication at a corporate event for a christmas party and i, I told the lady and this was when cell phones were happening. Right. The event was in the hotel. She said, we're going to start around 8.30, but it might be later. It might start around 9. Yeah. I said, if I'm here at 8.15, is that plenty of time? I can come earlier? She goes, no, it's fine. 8.15 is way, way plenty of time. Yeah. So I go down at 8 just because I'm in the hotel. Right, yeah. I walk in, and there's a guy at the podium next to my microphone, and he's looking at me, and he goes, come on. And he had announced me before oh. I even got into the hallway
0: and so oh, there was like no. a 30 or 45 so second no period so where they were just waiting for me. <laughs> throwing like a steamed shrimp into your mouth. And just like... <laughs>
1: Well, I'd still, and I had to walk across the parking lot, so I had like my winter coat and my, you know, Gosh. once again, i got my, yeah, not my gloves probably, but so I got my coat on. I'm like, okay, apparently I've been announced. Uh, it was so an it probably started beginning.
0: at eight. It probably started at eight. No, they then... were an hour
1: ahead. Why? I, this is their I first had... they were the first Christmas party and it wasn't plated it was buffet and they were done eating they were uh, ready to right. go
0: yeah people think that stuff takes an hour and a half for a yeah. buffet and it's like no it's, it's 25 minutes you know yeah. at best
1: So, you know, it it was a rough start, but I had given the lady my cell phone and said, if it starts earlier, just give me a call. I'm in the hotel. Yeah. Somehow that got misplaced. I'm
0: literally a linear 150 feet away from you, away from the microphone. Call me. But that didn't happen. Yeah. So you have to be
1: ready when you walk in the door. Yeah. For whatever. I mean, you should be mentally prepared. You should be there early. I thought I was. I mean, I was an hour early in my mind. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, at least 30 minutes. Gosh,
1: so so anyway, that's going to happen to you at some point. How do you handle that? And once again, I think addressing it. The, so I told the crowd, hey, I was expecting the show to start in an hour. My apologies. Let's get going. And yeah, It's a little weird for the first couple of seconds, Right. Uh, probably first couple of minutes. But then they kick in, and they you're fine. In. Okay. Yeah, so there's always the chance of that weirdness happening. Really weird. Ha- and this has <laughs> happened to every performer that's been doing it for more than five years, I guarantee. Uh, you're in the showroom, and a medical emergency goes down. <laughs> goes down right I' know I've, oh, I've talked on the show before about the broken arm in South Bend I'm sure I've talked about that I, I don't know
0: I, I can't remember
1: I may have if, if in a nutshell on stage uh guy leans towards the stage he's getting ready to tip me five bucks or something for uh right telling I can't even remember this. like he wanted a joke joke or something yeah 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 like all right here's a joke joke right Falls down on a lady and breaks her arm in the front. <laughs> I mean, a, an audible snap. <laughs> oh. It was horrifying. Ooh. Like I almost went into shock. She went into oh, shock. Man. Like, she didn't scream. She was like, <coughs> "Yeah, of course." Call the paramedics. All that's going down while the show's going on. Jeez. So there's going to
0: be a situation. So out there. you just keep telling jokes. If if you decide to do it that way, <laughs> I mean, what do you? That's what I'm saying. What do you do?
1: Well, it's like, really, you, you have two choices once again i think it's always best just to tell the audience this is unexpected right i've been doing comedy at that point for maybe nine years I'm like this has never occurred to me in my entire yeah life.
0: meanwhile this lady like oh, God. yeah i'm
1: uncomfortable <laughs> i'm humanity. just gonna yeah, i'm just gonna take a little 10 minute break to the paramedics clear her out talk amongst yourselves you could go that way yeah or you can kind of like try to divert the attention away from her right and like go to the edge of the stage furthest from her and T- try to deliver your jokes over that there that could look a little weird and that's gonna look a little weird yeah so it's kind of like a. that's no gonna situation. end up on
0: youtube nowadays though somebody breaks around because it's gonna be like jerk comedian tries to keep doing his act while the you know thing yeah one Mr. you know Sensen. trillion <laughs> views yeah i'm gonna be there going suck it up lady <laughs>
1: gavin i just found the way
0: for you to get some some, some notoriety i break someone's arm no no you the... <laughs> you're on stage
1: you can get paid by youtube Oh yeah, people clicking on banner ads for yeah. uh, for paramedic service or whatever. YouTube e- is so E-MT quick to service. put in the banner yeah. ads. That it's, it's, but um, but that will go viral. That would go I viral. I mean, in the past month and a half, there's been two comics attacked on stages. That's true. And one of That's those true. was videotape. Most of it was videotape. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the video Gosh. aspect that I haven't even thought about, the stuff that I went through back in the day, there was no templates for how to handle it.
0: How to, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, again, and at the end of today's Talk. You know, yeah. if you could think about it, if this happened to me, how would I handle it? You'd have an idea going into yeah, it. You yeah. might write some jokes for it ahead of time. But there'll be a time where there's a, a big medical and hopefully it's not your medical <laughs> <laughs> emergency. Hope you're not having a panic attack for me in front of co- yeah. a crowd for the first oh. time. Um, here's an extreme one that uh, it would not occur now because I would not al- let allow it to occur. Okay. But when I first started, a gig was a gig and fifty bucks or 150 or 300 or whatever it was was what it was. Right. So I get to this gig and it was going to be at a, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a, it's not a conference center. It was like in the country, it was like a big wedding hall. A, oh. guy, a guy had built this on his farm, he rented right. it out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crowd, he'd sold more tickets than expected and he had to move it outside. Okay. All right, so no problem. He had enough chairs and seats. He just didn't have capacity on the inside. Right. Everybody's got a chair and a seat. No sound system. So his <laughs> idea was open the windows in the hall Run the mics outside, but crank it up as loud as you could so that people could hear the sound coming from. Oh, good! Now they're already out there seat, waiting for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fairly new. I was the first of two comics, and I looked at the other comic like, "What do I do?" He goes, "Go up there and start." He goes, "I'll follow you. You just go do your deal, man," because he didn't want to miss out on his money by me right. saying I'm not going to do the gig or whatever. Yeah. So we he fires up the mic. Of course, feedback is ridiculous. Oh, He's got of it course. Up too much. Yeah. And then <laughs> thunder and lightning. <laughs> And it starts raining, <laughs> so I look at the guy who's paying me. He's like, "Keep going!" He goes. He, no. He's like timing out the lightning strikes, counting seven seconds, seeing how it. Like he's like, keep going <laughs> when it gets close. I tell. He's
0: counting on his fingers. Yeah, these. doing one. And half the two, crowd is still sitting there. Yeah, and really. So I'm
1: screaming. Oh man. Through the PA system that's coming through the building. The other crowd. The other half of the crowd is walking past me, headed in. Yeah. And then they're walking back out because it's too loud in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Farm animals yeah. are scattering.
1: I look at my watch. I got one more minute. I'm like, I'm just um. going to ride this sucker out. So I finish. I'm soaking wet again. Head in. And as soon as I get done, <laughs> here's how stupid I was, right? <laughs> the conic who is more experienced than me, grabs the mic from me. He goes, okay, everybody. Everybody wants to head on inside. We'll finish this thing up inside. Yeah. They all come inside. They back the mic down. And they're... half of them are sitting on the floor yeah yeah yeah. it's like a campfire it's a a shared experience they're all having a
0: good time but they're having a good time here i
1: I was trying to finish the show outside (laughs) thinking that that's the way it's
0: got to go hold on i'm not finished my cracker barrel bit yet wait a minute hold on come back
1: (laughs) you're gonna love the tornado part (laughs) yeah so uh so that's gonna happen and there have been other times where i've shown up and there's no sound system yeah well it's a small room we didn't think you need a microphone yeah not if you're going to say grace, but for an hour in front of 25 people right. or more in a small room, you're going to need the microphone. Yeah. Just, oh, man. Just for crap. You know, so that's something that's going to happen to you. And the
0: no microphone thing? The no microphone, the in the That really scares me because of the fear of hecklers, and you can't win if you don't have the microphone sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I would never advise it. And now, like I say, I try to troubleshoot pre show questionnaires or any kind of outside yeah. of a comedy club venue type deal. But I've also had in the comedy show, and here's another show you'll have it sometime, where you're on stage and the power goes out. Yeah. While you're on stage in a club. Oh. Maybe a corporate setting too, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. a club. And that's happened to me twice. Yeah. One time I was on stage, the other time I had just gotten done and the headliner was on stage. Okay. Um, first time it was in Dayton, Ohio. I think I was working with James Johan out of Kansas City and the power goes out and I'm up I didn't know what to do but I just said hey somebody <laughs> send me up a flashlight right because the you know the people with it, the seat people yeah like, yeah They've they have got flashlights. flashlights yeah sure so I just held it up like a microphone yeah and talked into like it scary stories yeah. type deal yeah and, huh. uh, and you know I, I didn't do shadow puppets or anything yeah. so I don't have that skill but the crowd was right there they were happy the show kept on going uh, the wait staff I think the wait staff was shut down for a while because they couldn't run the cash run register. The, yeah. So everybody's kind of in a holding pattern with their drinks. So there yeah. wasn't a lot of movement around the showroom. And I remember doing the show, and then I'm like James, I'll go ahead and bring you up, buddy. And then brought him up, and, and he had fun with it too. But it was a situation where when the lights came back on, and the power came back on, the crowd was disappointed.
0: I was gonna say that's almost like the perfect situation for comedy because everyone's listening. Like they actually have to tune in. You can't be loud because then, yeah. I mean, and it brings it intimately and people are listening to you. It's
1: a campfire feel. Yeah. And it it really, I mean, there was a disappointment, like, ah, power's back on. Sure. And and to the point where I think Jay was like, turn it back off. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't ruin my show. Yeah. Uh, But it was cool because, yeah. And here's what I noticed for me is, A, I had to enunciate more clearly. Sure. Always a challenge. I had to speak a little bit louder, uh-huh. and I had to slow down. Yes, all three of those things make my show better.
0: Yeah, which and so, you probably should have been doing anyway. Should have it been just,
1: doing every time.
0: Yeah, it just forced you to do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, every time I hit the stage now, I have the three S's in my slow down, say, s- sell it. Yeah, slow down, sell it, and say it. Okay, and so I, I hear myself in my brain say the whole sentence before I say it out loud. Yeah, and so I'm always trying to like slow it down and make the point. but that night. My show was as good or better than the rest of the shows to. because the focus was there. Yeah,
0: that's cool, And though. the second
1: time it happened was here in Nashville. But it's scary, yeah. And uh, I was done in Mike Rayburn. I don't know if you've ever seen Mike Rayburn. Uh-huh. Everybody listening, pause <laughs> and go to YouTube and look up Mike Rayburn, R-A-Y-B-U-R-N. Uh, he does a lot of uh, speaking and stuff now, but back in that day, he was doing colleges. Okay. Primarily. And he's like a virtuoso on the guitar. Okay. And so for him it was perfect because, it, again, it was like a campfire feel. And
0: right, yeah, And they all sure. kind of
1: leaned in. I think <laughs> people brought candles up to the edge of the stage. Oh, and it man. was, And he did, I think, even longer yeah. because he knew that when they, I think the situation was he did his full 45 or 50 and it hadn't come back on yet, and they had to tally the stuff on the cash registers again.
0: Oh, sure. So he so had, he had to, to keep
1: on going until all that was done and the check drop was taken <laughs> care of. But that was that to me was one of the most impressive nights. So I could think, okay, I can get through thirty minutes maybe. Right, right. And I've been through it. But to see him go above and beyond and yeah. not even skip a beat. Yeah. Like it was it was pretty incredible. That's cool. So a power going out, sometimes you'll have the mic go out, but the lights on, the lights go out and the mic's still on, or they're all gone. Okay. So I say have fun with that. You know, right. make sure you ask you know actually there was another situation where i had to use my cell phone more recently as as the light as the light <laughs> yeah we were in a conference and um it went out Gosh. and i remember i had the flashlight app on my
0: iphone oh yeah 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 so
1: i used that so think ahead of time takeaway for that one is don't don't uh, embrace it because it's a very unique experience
0: yeah no. don't just panic and go okay show's over thanks right. Cause now, bo-
1: both of those situations were in a club setting, with the exception of the last one, but that was still a case where the crowd was close enough. You know, if you're in a thousand-seater, it probably won't be able to.
0: Yeah, you're you not going to be able to yell loud enough.
1: Yeah, or in that case, walk to the middle of the showroom. Yeah. I've done that before where sight lines were bad or something. I said, Just forget the stage. We don't need it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, stuff like that will happen. Jeez. Another one, this is my favorite because it's a no-lose situation.
0: Right. Okay. okay.
1: At first, it'll sound like there's definitely possibility oh, yeah. to lose out. <laughs> but you're on stage, you're either emceeing or you're featuring, and all of a sudden, the headliner that you're getting ready to introduce isn't here yet. Oh. All right. So if you're the MC, maybe you've already dismissed the feature act and you sure. can bring them back up. But if you're the feature act and the MC is telling you, stretch, or you get that card handed to you on the stage, stretch, the headliner's not oh, here. Oh, okay. After you've already done your closing bit. Oh, which, let's be honest, when you're a feature act, you probably have a closing bit, and it's probably the strongest bit you have. Yeah. And if somebody says restart for an unknown amount of time, you're not going to be able to top what you just did.
0: Yeah, because it could be one minute. It could be ten minutes. Yeah. Whatever.
1: And in these cases, it's best not to let the crowd know what's going down.
0: Okay. So that's why they slide you a note. They don't want us, They don't want you to go, oh, headliner's not here, so you got me for another five or six right. minutes. Uh, right. <laughs> so the
1: first time this happened to me was in columbus ohio where i started okay and again i can't remember if i told this early on in the podcast like in the first five episodes but i was on stage i was the MC, just introduced the headliner went back out to the other section of the club which had the bar in it door divided the two so i didn't see what was going on in the show around. right after five minutes of the headliner's time she goes walking past me she goes you better get your skinny butt in there and she leaves the club oh and i have no idea what's happened oh, okay no idea and I go in the showroom, people are like looking around. Two, there's like two tables in front of, of college age girls that are crying. Oh. And the manager grabs me in the hall. He's like, hey, I have no clue what happened. We haven't even tallied the checks, let alone done a check drop. Oh, no. Give me 20 to 30.
0: Oh, my God.
1: 20 to 30. MC, like the, the feature act was gone. Yeah. I remember specifically, it was a Sunday night and Feetract had gotten paid he was gone so it's a lot it's over yeah it was, I was the only comic in the room jeez stretch now that was really weird because people crying <laughs> I can't really go up there and go so what happened yeah yeah I yeah mean, I yeah. could but it's not going to be good I know the answer is not good right yeah right <laughs> and
0: so I we go. we all up. just got a lot of money we're just crying right now yeah, yeah no no uh-uh
1: so I go listen uh thrown into a weird situation here don't know what went down but uh regardless we're gonna make it right uh, the managers told me to to have a little bit more fun with you guys. We, you know, while he gets the checks tallied and yeah, I think the, he ended up comping everybody into a future show because the Gosh. show went short. I stretched it twenty to thirty minutes. Some material, some improv games with the crowd just to kind of okay keep the th- the ball rolling. That's a good. Uh, by the end, I got I didn't get a standing ovation or anything, <laughs> but the crowd was when I said okay, everybody's taking care of. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah, it was it was a bigger applause than I would have got. Right, because they knew you were dealing with the situation. Yeah. And so I leave the stage, and I'm I'm like, what went down? And the headliner, her opening joke, basically, in her first five minutes, Uh she looked down at this table of sorority girls, and a couple were, like, thin. Right. The headliner was fairly heavy. Uh Uh-huh. And she goes, I've had abortions bigger than you two.
0: Oh, man. Which,
1: you know, carries all kinds of problems with it. Yeah. But one of the girls had gone to the comedy club that night because she had had an abortion oh, no. earlier and was trying to get... It. Now, this is just crazy, right? This could not possibly... It happened. It,
0: it couldn't happen, and it. but it did. It
1: did. Holy cow. And so that's what I had walked... Now, <sighs> if I had asked what just went down <laughs> and that was recanted to me, I would have been left speechless and left. I'm, like, I, I'm an MC. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. So for me, not knowing...
0: <laughs> like, get her. Let's right? go. Yeah. Like, let's go find the headliner. I
1: mean, first off, what, oh. whether, what side of the issue you're on is not even... Yeah, that's not has nothing to do with it. If that's your opening line, yeah. Now at at that time and still, the the comedy club in Columbus is an A room. Yeah. And that kind of material is a C or D or a road one nighter kind of material. That's not polished, well honed, clever. Yeah. You know, if that's what you got with, then you get what you deserve. But she didn't even stick around. She bailed out, and she didn't. That comic, I won't say her name, but never worked any of the funny bone chain again. Word got around that
0: night. And a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a crazy situation. Yeah, and
1: she, I think, had tried for years to get in, and it's just boom. Yeah. So in both situations, both of the managers of the club came up to me afterward and go, hey, thanks for (laughs) handling that. I didn't realize you had extra time. We're going to move you up. (laughs) So in Detroit, it was Chaplin's Comedy Club, and it was Tommy Chong. Okay. Who several times didn't show up on time. Yeah. But I got moved up from huh, feature to why? headliner. Hmm. Yeah. why? Yeah. In that case, I got moved up from feature to headliner. Uh, luckily, I had my guitar in the green room, even though I wasn't playing it on oh, stage. Right, okay. Brought it up, did some tunes. And I didn't know you did all that. Seven. Boom. Got to do headline a summer week to kind of get my foot in the door. Yeah. And then in Columbus, I got moved up from MC to feature because he's, he's like, I didn't know you had that time either.
0: Gosh, so, that's cool.
1: So it sounded like a horrible situation on the front end. On the back end, I was able to move up, which can take years sometimes.
0: Yeah, but so, I mean if but if you're if you're working and you you can see the opportunity like that that's your maybe your moment to go like, "Hey, I can do that." You right. know.
1: Cuz it would be easy for a comic in that situation to go to start off Telling the whole crowd, I hope I'm getting paid extra to cover this other guy.
0: Oh yeah, you could
1: go negative because you
0: think you're being clever or something like that. But the and the but the person who's booking you and owns the club is standing there going, "No, shut up." Yeah, like what are you doing? Don't do that. It's opportunity, like, man. Yeah. So
1: most uh, cases, and I see it happens quite often, more than you would expect oh. that the headliner doesn't get their own time.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure there's a you know probably a few comics. Even uh, there may have been some there to just see the show, and all of a sudden there's this quick gut because i've seen it as a musician there's like a quick look around the room where it's like who wants to handle this right like that and then it's like and if you're the person that can go like i can do it no big deal like that even if you're not sure you know but if you can solve a problem you become like the man that's right i mean gosh
1: and that leads us perfectly into the next type of show when you go to see a show and you end up being on the show oh right right (laughs) so in other cases i was there and i was part of it and i had to go along but sometimes you'll, and you should always, let me say this slowly, <laughs> tweet this, you should always go to the club prepared to do a set. And okay. by prepared, I mean mentally, I mean dressed like you should be doing a show. Okay. And don't walk in the club wasted or whatever and not be able to, to do it. Right. Because if opportunity knocks, you want to be able to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Right? So whenever you go to show and if you're on a date and it's your, you, you're going to see your favorite comic yep. be ready to go because believe it or not and especially if it's going to happen it's probably going to happen on the first show of the week travel yeah. day yeah so if, you, if you're wondering how to get into your local club if you're wondering how to go from open mic to maybe get in an MC spot yeah go to the Wednesday show go to the Tuesday show the first show of the week pay to go okay watch the comics network with the comics after the show if you want
0: not in the green room
1: not in the green room but be on deck, and your opportunity. Believe it, if you did that so where, enough, it's going to happen.
0: Okay, so I know you're saying on deck. Where is that physically in most clubs? Is that hanging out at the bar? Is that? I would like,
1: just make sure that when I towards came, the
0: back of the room.
1: It doesn't even have to be that. When I got to the showroom, you know, got my ticket, paid for it. If you've been open mic in there, they, they'll usually just wave you on in. huh. But once you get inside the room and you see the manager. Make sure you just go, hey, buddy, how's it going? Let them know that you're there. You're there. Okay. That's all you got to do. All right. Gotcha. Hey, came in to see my buddy so and so on stage tonight. Or yeah. looking forward to this, you know. A, the manager goes, hey, this guy's paying to see a show. He's totally into comedy. Yeah. This guy is supporting the club. Yeah. Oops, we don't have an MC. This guy's here. Right. Right. So it, it's it's not like hanging out, shadowing the manager. Like, sure, hey, sure. If nobody sure. shows up,
0: yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to yeah. say that.
1: They know that you're a comic. Okay. Hopefully. And if you've done good in the open <laughs> mics, right? Or well, you're at
0: least on. Yeah, you're on the radar for you won't suck for five minutes. Yeah, you know.
1: And even if you're not, you know, booted up to the MC spot like that, you might get to do a guest set. Yeah. Especially on a Tuesday, Wednesday, early in the week kind of show, or, if or they a already Sunday.
0: know they have to fill some time or something. They're like, uh, you know, hey, let's throw you on for an extra five minutes because yeah. we're, you know.
1: Hey, managers have a ton of work going on. They don't always have time to schedule showcases, but. If it's a Sunday and they see you're there and they know the show throughout the week, they're like, ah, this guy wouldn't mind if I popped this guy up for five minutes. Right. Opportunities present itself if you're there. If you're sitting at home wondering why the comedy club never calls you, it's because they don't know who you are. They don't know a name with a face.
0: So very true.
1: All right. So I don't want to get too overboard on that, but I would, I would highly recommend, if you, you want to pursue this, yeah. get in the showroom. Make sure you're doing good work every time you're there and eventually something will present itself for you like that
0: all right here's we get intense about this stuff because it, we can feel it i because well, musician wise i've done that exact same thing as a musician you've done it as a comedian we can feel it
1: <laughs> i know that these these are the nights that that are game changers and career yes, changers absolutely when you're ready and they didn't expect you to be and you knock it out of the park yep and you can't do that sitting at home yeah. and i hear that argument so much And they never call me you gotta go right why would they call you That'd yeah. be crazy if they called you. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You've done two open mics there, and they're going to call you to come in. <laughs> no. Do, you know, uh, we, we, we get the point across, I know. right? Be on deck. Be ready. Don't expect it, but be ready. Be, yeah. All right. There's a, another kind of show where it's similar to these last few, but you go to an event, you go to a show, you go to a club, and you thought you were going to headline it.
0: <laughs>
1: Turns out, No you're not even on the the bill. It's a double booking.
0: Oh no. You show up
1: and A, you're not either gonna work, or B, ooh, ah, I forgot I had you on this week. You're welcome to MC this week for a third of the pay or a fifth of the pay. Yeah. I will still put you up. (laughs) I mean, that's the best case. The worst case is, see you later, go home, I'll see you next time. Yeah. You know, sometimes they won't even admit to the double booking. Right. Now, calling ahead, troubleshooting can eliminate this for the most part. But let's be honest, a lot of times you call ahead and they don't return
0: the call. Stuff happens. Yeah.
1: There are tons of club money managers and, and bookers that they're just too busy to return a call. Yeah. So you might be checking in a week in advance or two days in advance or the day before because sure. you haven't heard from the last two phone calls. And so they'll get back to you and you figure, I better go anyway. Yeah. Then you get there and are like, you shouldn't, shouldn't even be here.
0: Well, and there's and, – and, you know, if you're driving around doing the kind of little tour where you're driving from one club, one city to the next city to the next city to the next – all of a sudden you're going to end up in that one that you drove eight hours to get to. And you're like, oh. Well, it's like – and then it's like – you know did you need the mc it's like oh no we, we already booked one as well and it's like so there's gonna be two I, okay do i just go home now or like
1: right and that i remember that happened to me again in iowa i had I'd done a week the rainy the rainy yes. week with the, <laughs> with the broken windshield and then i had a week in omaha then i drove all the way back to columbus oh. and i had a message on my voicemail answering machine actually sure. back then
0: yeah It said, hey, Rick. It was a scroll delivered by a (laughs) a man in a a white wig. (laughs) A homing
1: pigeon that was very tired. (laughs) And it said, hey, hey, Rick, we enjoyed you. Uh, We'd like to know if you're available for next week. And to me, next week meant this is the next week. That that message has been on my phone answer machine for like a day or two. Right, right, right. Um, I'm like, crap, yeah. So I just called back and and left a message with the the box office that, hey, this is Rick. Just let Lisa know, yeah, I'm I'm up for next week hopped right in the car and drove all the way back to cross, you know, oh. and it was the next week. Oh, so I drove all the way home and had to go all the way back oh, a week later. No. But here's how I found out: um, I got there early enough; the club wasn't open, so I knew where the condo was. Right. Drove to the condo, knocked on the door. There's three comics already in there, and I'm like, "Hey, guys!" And they're
0: like, I'm like, "Hey." I'm like, "Are you all staying here?" <laughs> they're like, uh,
1: "You're, you're here next week." I think I heard them say, "You're here next week." Oh and i'm like oh no i was so embarrassed i didn't even called the manager of the club to tell her what i did
0: oh man i just said
1: you're sure you're emceeing your feature you're, like yeah we got okay. it for the whole week i'm like you just
0: duck out i'm like, gone all right uh, so
1: things i'll happen. be in my
0: car for the next eight hours thank you <laughs> bye
1: so you know the, h- how you handle it i mean i could have got mad and blamed it on them yeah um i blame myself on that one it, it, it can happen though and sometimes the opposite happens where somebody says hey you want to do a show on sunday we're looking for another guy like sure and you show up expecting to MC it and they're like okay so so and so so and you're closing it you're like
0: wait a second okay i thought i was just hosting yeah oh so it's a yeah more responsibility and all that bigger than what you thought yeah, yeah. so
1: mentally you kind of kind of like take a walk outside get your mind wrapped around it and go okay i'm good <laughs> you know if, if you've got the time for it. Do you
0: let's, yeah i was gonna say what i was gonna say is do you fake the confidence at that point let's say you didn't think you were gonna be in that position then you just fake the confidence that you're that guy Kinda. Yeah,
1: because that's another show that you need to do at some point is do more than you think you
0: can do. Okay. All right. The, the I'm, bi- I'm doing that. – that is all, the only thing I've got show. right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they haven't, they haven't I,
1: <laughs> knocked me off stage yet? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my second minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but th- I think back, all the – like not major turning points, but times where I noticed growth yeah. was when I had to do something I wasn't expecting to do. Sure. And so whether it's you're headlining and I only have 30 minutes and they're asking me to do an hour. Yeah um in all those situations they weren't like a rooms yeah they weren't rooms that are going to make a difference sure it was before cell phones where people could watch you crash and burn for 30 minutes and put it on youtube which yeah. is <laughs> different now i know but it made me it made me get jokes out of my notebook mentally and do them on stage yeah um the tommy chong show where i had to go long i had an idea that was written in my notebook for four years right a little guitar thing sure and it was all about bending the guitar round Right. Bow, yeah. right. It had been in my notebook for three or four years. I did it that night. And it instantly became my new closing bit. Oh, wow. And I I loved that night because it made me do it. I never thought it was worth yeah. doing. But I hated myself after. I'm like, I need to trust my judgment when I write and get more stuff on stage. Right. I think it's I almost totally forgot about it. Yeah. So I'm like, what? I've got to do one more minute, I guess. What do I got left? <laughs>
0: hmm. <laughs> and so
1: by putting yourself in situations, you know. Yeah, and they're all situations where somebody else has asked me to go above and beyond what I normally do.
0: Right, so it gives you a little bit of the freedom. You're not pushing boundaries that you shouldn't be pushing, sort of. It's you're, no lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Those two situations where I had to stretch a show where somebody asked you to headline instead of, and you're like, I don't have it. like do the best yeah. you can.
0: As long as you're rolling with the punches yeah. a little bit, there. Yeah, it's, no, that's that's very cool.
1: Yeah. Now the next two shows uh, hopefully <laughs> happen back to back three or four times, so you question your ability as a stand up altogether. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll throw them both out at the same time. But uh, one is where you go to a show and everybody is, yeah. is noticeably funnier than you. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. And the flip side is you go to a show and you're noticeably funnier than everybody, everybody else. Everybody else. Okay. How you handle those two shows kind of tells people who you are as a person and your character. Right? In okay. the show where everybody is funnier, uh, those shows you should at least learn – what your strongest jokes are, because in your three, five, 5, minute set, whatever it is, the crowd will still laugh at your funniest stuff. Right. So you should easily isolate, these are my best bits. You shouldn't throw out all of your other ones, but right. you sh- <laughs> it'll give you a prime indicator of what's really good. What's hot, yeah. And then you have a whole new group of comics to aspire to be like, to network with, to watch and learn see what's
0: working see what's, why yeah. were they
1: so much better than me tonight yeah and this is where you think you should have done as well as them it's not where like they're all major headliners and you're an MC. And
0: right it's obvious but yeah, yeah.
1: it's a night where you should have been your peers but you were noticeably low yeah and other nights were same thing and you blow it up yeah and now if it's the same material <laughs> that will drive you crazy
0: yes yeah and
1: it can happen like that there'll be nights where the same set last night rocked and tonight they're staring at me yeah and so you have crickets. And, you yeah. have to be able to take that kind of hit and roll with the punches
0: yeah, and get back tough.
1: on track or bring it back down to reality after you've blown them up where you didn't think you could.
0: Yeah. You think you're King Kong yeah. and yeah, not so much probably. Yes.
1: So keeping an even keel, it's tough to do stand up. Yeah. I mean, you are alone on stage. It's your thoughts. You have personal attachment to your jokes and one yeah. night they love you, the next night they hate you. That's a lot of your beginning years of stand up comedy. Yeah. So it's finding the common thread between the good and bad, where the jokes say, are still a, good.
0: That's the first year of my marriage, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> but this show's gotten
1: you yeah. in more trouble probably than you it thought. It is. She,
0: yeah, I, I. Uh, she, she doesn't keeps, listen. She Let's does be not. She does not listen, and she <laughs> keeps going. You know, I should listen, and I'm like, yeah, well.
1: Uh. <laughs> not the first three minutes for a yeah, comment on your life. I know.
0: So. Oh God.
1: So you know. You can't be too high or too low. Yeah. You realize that it's going to be different, but you got to find out the common area between those two shows where the jokes still worked somewhat on this tough show. Right. You know, those are going to be your better jokes because they they rock out in the good shows. Right, okay. So fix the ones that aren't as strong. Um, Another one that's kind of weird, and it's a little bit like stretching, is when you move up to the headlining spot and you get an encore. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And the MC actually knows how to bring you back on, and you've got nothing left. Like, you got the encore because you did your best show. Yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, you're off stage, and you're like, come on back up. I mean... How do you handle that? How would you handle that?
0: I don't know. See, like, in the music realm, you just play another song, and usually you would play a cover or something something familiar and something, you know. Right. And then you just say, thank you, like yeah. that, and that's it. You crank
1: out money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: you do, or like Back in Black, or you do some, uh, some usually it's some like 80s rock tune that, right. you know, Don't Stop Believing, and everybody just soaks it up and sings along and they <laughs> love it. Comedy, I can see this going really badly, um, so I don't know, I don't, I mean... I would just say to the MC, "Why did you throw me under the bus?" <laughs> I <would> go, well, <laughs> it's it's you stand up here and dance, monkey,
1: right? Like, well, even you know, the first time I saw this in action, the first time was when Dennis Miller did his white album special on HBO. Yeah, and they gave him an encore, and he came back, and he goes, "So, what do you want me to say?" I ended up with my best jokes, Papes. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, like that was it. Like right. he, he leaves. The that, stage. that
0: would be the only thing. I like sort of a. Uh, you know, self-aware, you know, modernist kind of thing, where you're just like, "This is my encore." Thank you. Start right. clapping again. I, I, I mean, do you do more material if you have it?
1: Yeah. Unless, now, if you're new to headlining, you may honestly have done everything you've got. Right. Um, the second time I saw it come into play was with Mike and Molly's Billy Gardell. Uh-huh. Now, this is way back in the early '90s, and he was doing the college circuit pretty yeah. heavy and the clubs as well. But he was. He had the dread—not dreadlocks, but the um, cornrows. Yeah, he'd just been on MTV Spring Break. Oh gosh! And we were in uh, (laughs) at Miami of Ohio, died near Cincinnati, and I can't remember the name of the place, but it was like an old movie theater. Yeah, and we'd done the Tuesday night show or whatever it was, and he gets a standing ovation. He comes back out, does seven to ten more minutes, leaves. I'm the MC. Seven to ten more minutes. Sure. He did, I think, four or five, and at the very end, he goes. Honestly, people, that's all I've got. <laughs> You've been great. <laughs> but he went on like multiple... And I was just blown away because his first hour was killer. The next, yeah. you know, six, seven minutes... Do you always minutes. have
0: that? I mean, do you always just keep one sort of golden I mean, how could you do that? Keep one golden bit yeah. in your back pocket? Like, regardless of the situation, this will always trump what I just did. Right. But yeah. in, some, in most situations, you're not going to use it, right. I guess.
1: I think, yeah, two things can come into play, actually... Just like with a band, if you hold off your number one hit, yeah, they're going to encore until you play that hit.
0: Sure, I <laughs> guess, exactly. With comics,
1: you, you're changing a little bit more, and you're not as well-known or whatever, but that might be the case where they're like, come on, do the Pop-Tart thing or whatever, yeah. you know. So if they're yelling out requests, that makes it easier. If you're right. a musical comic, you go, what songs do you want to hear?
0: That's a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the music stuff makes it a little easier to, to have a crescendo at the end. Right, but and- if you're
1: a a comedian magician you've already sawed the girl in half and put her back together you can't yeah. do it in, can't saw her into quarters yeah <laughs> you know? right yeah so yeah i would that's hold something tough. back you it's know just
0: more of me speaking you yeah. know and,
1: and retire your closing bits so that you do have something to go to over time
0: okay uh, that's a good point yeah if you have a closer then you could come back to that Yeah,
1: and i've had a, a few shows every year where it's kind of like they wanted more and like rick we're, you know, we're at this State Park Resort. You're our only entertainment. Come back, do another five minutes. <laughs> and that's happened that situation.
0: Yeah, sure. Where they're starved for entertainment. Yeah.
1: And I have to feed them another five minutes. But, Gosh. But I've always got a few bits I haven't done. I
0: haven't done. Yeah, okay. You know, In I've, a while. And, and then you know them, and they're familiar. And,
1: and Or crowd participation things where I get somebody to sing with me. Or something fun. Okay. Where it's like, okay, this is about you now. It's not about me. Yeah. Switch the focus around. So that On could happen. Corp. Jeez. Or you go to... Plan B, and this is another type of show you might have sometime where you—it's a show where you only do crowd work. Okay. Ideally in shorter segments, <laughs> when yeah. you first start, but especially when you're open micing. I mean, we, we could almost do a whole other podcast on types of seven minute sets you can try. Okay. But let's just keep this rolling with this one—a show where you only do crowd work. Okay. Where you've got your act, it's your backup, it's your parachute if you need it. Uh-huh. But you go on with some ideas, some new jokes or whatever. And you weave them in between crowd work, and there's nothing, there's no safety net until you go back to your old act, okay, or to your tried and true stuff.
0: Transition into that, okay.
1: So you really put everything out there. Then that's what I've been doing on these seven-minute sets. Yes, uh, for my new hours, (laughs) it's all new. Yeah, no parachute. I haven't done any crowd work with it because I'm trying to build material. Right. Yeah. It's seven minutes. Let's see if it stands on its own. Yeah. And I'll discover some lines that weren't even in there because I'm trying to make connections and. And some lines that I've come up with are really good that I haven't even written. Sure. So by putting yourself in a situation where you're thinking off the top of your head more, you're not committed to set up punchlines so much.
0: Yeah. You got the adrenaline going. You're thinking a million miles an hour. (laughs) Yeah. You got the
1: recorder going so you can go back and see what happens. Um, That's a show you should do at some point and enjoy it. Um, And then... You know what? That's it. I was going to say the show where you do all brand new material, but that's kind of the same thing as that one there. So we have about 15 shows in there that you should... Now, I want people, especially comics have been at this for a while, to email me other shows. Because I know there's a million things I haven't Yeah, to I was trying
0: to think in music whether I had had shows that were different than that. But I've covered most of those shows in music, and <laughs> most of them are... Most of them are growing experiences. Some of them are horrible. Most of them are growing experiences. Yeah. And almost all of them are opportunities to figure something out.
1: They're all opportunities. That's the key of it. Yeah. So uh, if you've been at it for a while, send me in some situations. Maybe you're brand new, but you had something that was just crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Feel free to send that in. And at some point, I'll make a master list of these ridiculous
0: situations.
1: (laughs) And we'll have some fun with it. But email it to us at schooloflast at gmail.com. And while you're doing that, go ahead and ask to get on the insider tip sheet, which goes out twice a month. Yeah. And that's full of comedy stories that hit the internet, uh, stuff, new videos have been posted from some yep. of our favorites, as well as comedy challenges, just like the stuff you heard. That's the insider tip sheet requested from School of at gmail.com. You guys cool. have been great. Thanks for all your listening and downloads. Gavin, are you good? I'm good. All right. Pat, Boone, Debbie, Boone, <laughs> Bucket of Fish. We're out of here.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLasts.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.